our great God, help us tonight to learn how great you are and how we should live because you are that great. Help us to trust you and to learn how to uh, uh, see how wonderful it is that you show us what we can learn from the Bible. We pray for your help as we study it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So page 3 and Exodus chapter 11. The Lord said to Moses, Yet one more plague I will bring upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. And afterwards he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, he will drive you away completely. Speak now in the hearing of the people that they ask every man of his neighbor and every woman of her neighbor for silver and gold jewelry. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. So Moses said, Thus says the Lord, About midnight I will go out in the midst of Egypt, and every firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on the throne, even to the firstborn of the slave girl who is behind the handmill, and all the firstborn of the cattle. There shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there has never been, nor ever will be again. But not a dog shall growl against any of the people of Israel, either man or beast. That you may know the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. And all these your servants shall come down to me and bow down to me, saying, Get out, you and all the people who follow you. And after that, I will go out. And then he went out from Pharaoh in hot anger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you, that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. Moses and Aaron did all those wonders before Pharaoh, and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the people of Israel go out of his land. Now I wonder if uh, we stop there, and I think the children have got uh, fun again going on uh, with uh, Hannah. So uh, there we are. Uh, Hannah's just about to uh, uh, lead out that little uh, group, uh, and they're all in very, very good hands. Now, the rest of us are going to be staying here and learning from Exodus chapter 11, just to explain that we try and look at what we can learn about God from the Bible, and then after that, it's a chance for people to ask questions or say what they like. So it's not just me, you think, if there's anything confusing, uh, that'll be your chance coming up as well. Okay, so we're friends and we can have that kind of chat together.
Okay, let me start then with a question. And the question uh, will give you uh, uh, an idea of what's on the screen. What school do you want to go to? That's a strange question because I think for most of us, I know most of us, it's a bit late for Verona, certainly. Uh, and, uh, and, and if you get to Verona, say, school is well and truly over. Uh, don't look so smug, I think you all know you're young. Uh, but, uh, yeah, for some people, school is better to be but, but actually, after school, when you're working, a lot of people have to keep learning because, for example, Nat is a teacher, she's got to go on training courses to keep up to date with uh, the way new thinking is going on. So uh, teachers might have to go and learn how to teach maths with computer in a new way that would make it fun for the kids and the teachers have got to keep learning too. So life tells us that actually you've got to keep learning even after school, but actually the Bible tells us even more clearly that that is going to happen because God has got a school going. Uh, in fact, actually, he's got two schools going. And we're going to see that uh, it's like there's two sections of the school. Either uh, I can teach myself, and in that school, God will show me the hard lessons of my foolishness, or God will put me in that school and teach me those lessons there, if that's the way I want to learn. Or, secondly, I can learn from other people. Now, I didn't check the Iranians, so I'm hoping that the Farsi looks a little bit... Does it make sense? Good. Uh, always taking a risk that I haven't spoken to Farah or Cyrus or Ali or someone else first. I'm hoping we understand. And if we learn from other people, then there are ways in which the lessons we learn will be much easier for us in that part of the school. Okay? So let's look at both parts tonight. First, first, what's it like when I teach myself? Well, let's look at a man who was his own teacher. His name is Pharaoh. He is the king of Egypt. He's a very powerful man. And the lesson that he had to learn, this uh, pharaoh uh, leader, the first lesson he had to learn was that uh, God was the one who was in control of his country uh, more than he was, even though he was his king. He had to learn God was the one who was ultimately in control, the ultimate king. Now, that lesson was learned. If you just flick back to chapter 8, verse 22, and you will see at the end, chapter 8, uh, verse 22, and uh, you will see uh, the lesson there that uh, was learned uh, at the end. Um, uh, there were going to be plagues. On that day I will set apart the land of Goshen where my people dwell, so that no swamps of flies should be there. Here's the lesson, that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. And again, 
in chapter 9, verse 29, uh, and uh, the lesson again at the end of that verse. Moses said to him, as soon as I've gone out of the city, I will stretch out my hands to the Lord, the thunder will cease, there will be no more hair. Here's the lesson. So that you may know that the earth is the Lord's. Pharaoh, uh, you might think you're in charge of Egypt. You need to understand the earth is the Lord's. So you don't control what happens in Egypt. God is. It belongs to him. The earth is the Lord's. And therefore, Pharaoh had to learn these lessons with nine things going wrong, one after the other, and now the tenth thing about to go wrong again, in order that he might understand that he has absolutely no control, that God is the one who controls everything that happens in the world. And that was a lesson that uh, he tried to teach himself, that he was the king, and uh, he had to learn there was a greater king, God, rules. The second lesson that Pharaoh had to learn is that God is just. Now if you know the story of what we've been looking at these last few Sundays, you know that Pharaoh was actually a pretty unkind person. And it starts with Pharaoh killing Hebrew babies. And now in chapter 11, you're going to find out in verse 5, that uh, there is going to be uh, justice in that. It's now in verse 5 that Egyptian babies will die. And there's different indications all the way through what's happened in Egypt, again and again and again, to show that God, if you like, is balancing things out. So you remember that uh, Pharaoh made them throw the babies into the river Nile to drown them. And you know, the first thing uh, that, uh, or the, 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 the second thing rather that happened to Pharaoh was that uh, God made the water of the Nile turn into blood. So it became a place of death for the Egyptians as well as for the Hebrews. You know that uh, when uh, God was, when, when the uh, uh, Egyptians were making life difficult, uh, you know that when uh, uh, the Egyptians were making life uh, difficult uh, for the Hebrews, uh, that they made them work hard making bricks. You might remember when we looked at that part of the story. Well, you might remember that Moses had to take a bit of uh, soot from the kiln, that place where they made bricks, and threw it into the air, and then it became boils on the Egyptians. So what had been the source of hardship and affliction for the Israelites became place of hardship and the source of affliction for the people of Egypt. Egypt made its money out of the Hebrew slave labor force. And now in verse 2, the Egyptians will be handing their money over to their former slaves. So there is justice again and again and again. The plagues are not just random. They are God's justice on the wrongs that have been done to his people. God is just. Pharaoh had to, to learn that lesson himself. Yes, he would strike against God, and then ultimately, God.
God would uh, express justice against him. But then, the other lesson that Pharaoh had to learn is that God is the only one who can save. So no one else can give Pharaoh relief from God's judgment. His gods couldn't help him. His team of magicians only made things worse. Only God could make a difference. And so whenever there was a plague, Pharaoh had to put his hand out to God for help so that uh, he would make a difference and take that suffering away. So we are able to see what Pharaoh had to learn in Pharaoh's school, if I can put it like that. And I know the obvious comeback that we're going to ask is, well, doesn't actually tell us that God is pretty awful. Things he's doing to Pharaoh, that's pretty horrible, isn't it? But that's just the point. God is inflicting these things on Pharaoh so that, if you like, we can look through the windows of Pharaoh's school and learn what happened to him. Because that is God's way of protecting us from going through the same experiences that uh, Pharaoh did. So we don't have to go through those classes ourselves. Do you see that? And so therefore, it is how we can learn from others to go to Exodus and through Exodus and look into the window of Pharaoh's school so that we can be kept safe from uh, uh, those terrible things happening to us. And we might just want to think, I know that sounds awful, bad things are happening, and God is the one who's making them happen. That's not good PR for God. But just think for a minute, what would we be learning about God if none of that stuff did take place? The first thing we will end up thinking is that actually there is no God, and the people can do whatever they like in their own little corner, and nothing is ever going to stop it. If we didn't have Exodus, we would look at all the things that happen and we say, okay, well, there's a ruler and they can do whatever they like because they happen to be the ones in charge and they call the shots. And what we discover is that actually for Pharaoh and for everybody else, it's not like you can do what you do in your own corner and no one cares. The truth of the matter is the earth is the Lord's. It's actually not your corner. And you're going to discover that God will teach that. And that we will understand that he is king. We aren't in a world where people can do what they want and keep doing it. The second lesson we learn is that there is justice in the world. Now there's a fantastic promise that God makes in the Bible saying vengeance is mine and I will repay. I think we mentioned that last time we were sitting down here. Now just think about it. If you didn't have examples of that being the case, that God actually does act in justice, if we didn't have examples in history that that's what he does, 
then that promise that God makes that vengeance is mine and I will repay, they're just words on a piece of paper. They mean nothing. But when you actually see justice recorded, we can say that this is the God who actually can deliver. If he makes that promise, he's died before. And we can trust him to uh, repay. And then the third lesson that uh, we can uh, learn, we wouldn't learn if uh, uh, we hadn't looked through the windows of Pharaoh's school, is that uh, uh, God is ultimately the one person we can go to for relief, even when the judgment comes from him and things that we deserve. Nonetheless, here's God who can make a difference when we go to him and we ask for his mercy and for his help. So these are all lessons that we can learn from others and through the windows of Exodus, learn from Pharaoh's school. You don't have to go through those classes all over again. And if we take the God who judges people out of the Bible, then in the end we would have absolutely no reason to think that there is a God who rules, that there is a God who is just, and that there is God who can make a difference when people turn to him. Now I know we can look at bits like a bit of the Bible where God does hard things and ask, how can a kind God do this kind of stuff? But in reality, there is no reason to believe that God is kind unless he does this kind of stuff. Because we think it's powerful. So, we need to teach ourselves, um, and if we want to teach ourselves like Pharaoh, then that's an option, but then we will end up learning like Pharaoh. But if we learn from what happened to Pharaoh, rather than live as if these things never happened in the Bible and God never acts in this kind of way, if uh, we uh, uh, ultimately treat these things as ultimately not true and don't matter, then we are going to end up learning the same lessons, the same way that Pharaoh learned them. Now, but the Bible is written in order that you and me learn about Pharaoh rather than learning like Pharaoh. You see the difference? That's a far better school to take your lessons in. Now let me just uh, finish up by saying that maybe there are three different groups of people that could learn different lessons from uh, tonight. First, it may be that if we're not really Christians or we're really new to Christian things, we're just trying to get our heads around it, it would be really good for us to take a deep breath and actually a humble breath and to realize that the earth is the Lord's. Now, what that means is that we are the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's because he made it. He is the creator. And therefore, we are the Lord's because he made us. That means that he has a right to tell us how to live in the way that he had a right to tell Pharaoh how to live. Pharaoh made some mistakes, but he said, no, you're not telling me. And then God said, now I'm going to show you that the earth is the Lord's and, uh, and uh, you will discover that, uh, that I'm bigger than you think I am. 
So we need to understand that God has a great right, because he is our maker, to tell us how to live. Now I know that when we talk about God telling people how to live, it can make it sound like God's dictator and his laying down the law for everybody else and how they are to behave. And so it sounds really like someone who is awful, intruding into our lives to tell us what to do. But just think about it. The earth is the Lord's because he made it. And you are the Lord's because he made it. And therefore he is not some kind of intruder, a stranger who steps into your world and starts giving orders. He is a person who has generously given you life in the first place. In that generosity, he has given you everyone and everything that you have. Now, it's okay for you to call the shots if you are self-made. But it's not okay for you to call the shots if you are God-made. And we need to understand that a, a creature like me telling my creator like God, that I'm not going to listen to him, is rebellion. And we don't need to, <clears throat> to, to go down that road, because we've already seen a creature doing that to God. We've already had the chance to see from Pharaoh that that is uh, uh, the action of a rebel. And we don't want to be uh, following down and learning the same lessons that he had to we don't need to do that. The Bible spares us. We've got a window into the world of what it's like when we live like that. And so therefore, it is right for us to step back and learn the big lesson. God is ultimately the one who has a right to tell us how to live. And we should live as if he owns us and following his rule. Another lesson that might be different, sorry, I'm going back to the slides. So the, the first lesson we need to learn is that God is the one who uh, is uh, uh, ultimately uh, in charge, not uh, uh, me controlling myself. The second lesson that we might want to learn is what it's like if we have been to church lots and lots. Now, some of us actually spent a, a long time getting badges in church attendance, and we've been to probably lots of different churches to get lots of different badges, and we come away having picked up all sorts of different things. But it is easy, isn't it? grown up in the church and spent our time there to think actually the church is the Lord's and, and that is a big deal and so therefore we spend our lives with our activities focused around what we do in that church it's part of the club routine of life that we get sucked into and we need to understand I think that actually it is the earth that is the Lord's and we need to see that um our God is bigger than just uh, over a, a small select few. And as we look at the Bible and go to churches that really feed us the Bible in a really helpful and solid way, that's when we begin to get our confidence going that there is a God who rules over the earth, not just uh, with a, a particular little sphere this morning. And we begin to understand that God is just in the way that he operates. And we need to let us the days of God he saves when people turn to him. And we need to maybe take that 
lesson as well. Well, it may be that uh, you're someone who is uh, a genuine uh, believer and you're uh, constantly on the back foot. That the out there, the word is constantly telling us, look, your God's a killer. Look at what he's doing to the firstborn in the land of Egypt. And, um, you know, your God's a video nasty kind of person, isn't he, really? <coughs> Hardens people's hearts just so that he can be happy to, to teach other people lessons through what he does to them. And he said that being part of Pharaoh's school is kind, but actually it's God picking on someone, isn't he? We need to uh, uh, be uh, um, away from God and the Bible because he's just too violent when you look at pastors like this. Now, what makes the Bible, the Bible different to the Muslim uh, the, the, the Arab God of the Muslims because he is violent too and people say uh, that is uh, a violent uh, religion but uh, Christianity the, the Bible religion is the same thing isn't it now what we need to see in the Bible in terms of the big difference of what is like with God is that here in the Bible it is God himself that visits justice on people. He doesn't ask his people to it. But God himself takes matters into his hands and he balances the books. I can say, well, actually, that doesn't fully satisfy me because it's still violent. God is still acting violently towards his Pharaoh. Then again, we've got to point out that God is not just acting violently on any person to make a public example of them. He is acting violently towards a very violent man. This is the Hitler of his day. And so what we're looking at is not just mindless violence, but carefully thought through justice. And what Pharaoh has done with the killing of Egypt, Hebrew babies is now matched with God's justice in the land of Egypt. And that is a fairness in what happens. But the whole intention of God in showing us that is not to show us how violent it is. It is to show us how much he saves people because he wants us to be spared that lesson by learning it from uh, what he's done with others. And as Hannah told us in her show of the the ultimate uh, desire that we have see God wanting to save people, uh, see God's desire to save people, is when you look at what happened to Jesus on the cross. If you want to pick one time when God was massively unfair, that was it. That's the time that God visited an innocent man with the plagues of his judgment. And that should never have happened to Jesus. But it shows us that it happened to Jesus because he wanted to save that so yes, the plagues show, or Pharaoh shows, what God's anger is like when people resist his rule. But Jesus shows how God can create a way of safety for anyone, even those who resisted his rule, to turn to him and uh, uh, to find uh, God's mercy rather than so that's why I think the Bible is such a brilliant school 
uh, is something that actually really helps us to uh, learn uh, the three major, major lessons that we all need to uh, learn in life. Otherwise, we make bad decisions. And the three big lessons that are really important for us to learn about God in His school is first that He is absolutely in control. The earth is the Lord's. All things. There is good news. And everyone else is good too. The earth is to get that lesson learned into our minds that we might live for him. Secondly, we need to understand that God is just. Another major, major lesson in life. If we don't learn that, we will not function. We will take the law into our own hands. We will do justice the diagonal way. And uh, we will end up uh, as a uh, community that destroys each other. And the third important lesson, the big life lesson, is that there is a God who will save us if we go to an even fairer who was a rebel and go to God and find safety. It's just what keeps changing his mind going back to trying to be the, the teacher of himself. But while he's there, learning that God will keep him safe, he is safe. My friend, that's a powerful lesson for you and me to learn as well. And we learn just by going through life trying to teach ourselves and coming unstuck. But we learn that by going into God's school and uh, to see how uh, God can uh, keep us safe. And that He is uh, the one who reigns. That He is the one who is uh, just and fair. And He is the one who will keep you safe if you go to Him and ask for His safety. Now, let's just have one moment where we, or one minute where we just talk to God. Maybe something that uh, you picked up tonight is something you might want to talk to about. If you're someone who's new, you might say, Lord, this is really hard, but please help me to live as if you own me from now on. Be great to have you me to make that your prayer to receive me. Maybe if you're someone who is new in the church or who's been done church rounds, that you want to say, God, please help me to understand this and not just church. Earth is the Lord's, and we need to live in the light of that. Monday to Saturday, with full confidence in And then, thirdly, if you're someone who's uh, a believer and you are rocked by what you say, but this is the God who is harsh, let's uh, remember this is the God who saves. And we are there to learn from uh, the harshness that others brought to themselves. And those lessons are Let's pray that God will help us and then we'll take some questions. Let's pray with us. First moment, a minute, and you pray your prayer to God.
we do want to thank you this evening that uh, while it's uh, possible for people to write off the Bible as baloney, and we thank you that uh, uh, through the windows of history, through the windows of uh, Scripture, uh, we can learn the greatest lessons of life and uh, live safely with you. Please help us to remember then the three great lessons from tonight, that you are the ruler, and that you are just, and that you alone can save. Teach us, we pray, and help us to remember, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.